Um, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have my next guest with us today. She's a dear friend. She's an astrologer. She is a brand partnership ambassador. Welcome, Francesca Vimon, to the show. Thank you so much, Andrea. <laughs> so happy to have you here. So I always start with the show with one question, which is, what do you believe? I think that's so beautiful. So firstly, I believe that every single living soul acts as a puzzle piece to bring a deeper understanding to the nature of consciousness. That's why we're all here. Mm. Yes, absolutely. So in terms of, you know, the nature of consciousness and and how you sort of go about your daily life, I mean, how how is it that you kind of, you know, being being a conscious being must be because I know you're very awake, kind of can be difficult. It is. And that's why, kind of segueing into astrology, the, the use of astrology itself helps me navigate these interesting thoughts or just collective ideas that float around and sometimes, you know, grab onto you. And you're like, why is this day feeling prickly? What's yeah. going on? And then when you analyze what's going on in the heavens, it helps you work with what's going around you in this you know 3d construct mm. so if you're having a rough day and you're feeling energy is off and people are being weird it's like okay well let's just check the stars for a second see exactly. what is up so you're not just you know blaming somebody for something or you know taking something personally you're removing yourself mm. from that i love that i think i need to study astrology more often because sometimes it's just <laughs> I don't want to leave the house. Um, there are days like that. I hear you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, as a, as an astrologer, um, how can astrology really transform and change our daily lives? So with astrology, so you have, you know, obviously people know about their sun sign, mm. their moon sign, their rising. What I find interesting, and this is how I work with my clients, is looking at the progressed signs. Because when you're born you have a snapshot of what the sky looked like in your natal chart. However, as you go through your life, you're gonna go to the next sign and then usually we progress three times. So we experience three different states of sun consciousness and it changes the way that your sun sign essentially reacts with other people. Mm. And your moon changes much, much more frequently. So even emotionally, we're, we're transitioning. So there's, it's very much about feeling how you are and not thinking, okay, I'm just born under this sign, so this is who I am, because we're constantly moving. Right. So we're really free, actually. We're not, you know, we're not victims of the stars or star-crossed or it's kind of removing that, you know, scary thing and, or like, you know, woohoo astrology. It's more about practically working with the energy. Right, right. So everyone, when, when you meet someone, it's like, oh, you're a Virgo, you're the... Like, well, how important is your sun sign specifically? For men, it's very important. Mm. Sun and Mars for men, it's really interesting because it's how men express themselves. For women, it's really your moon. So you could be, you know, your sun's in Virgo. Yeah. But emotionally, you're Libra, you know, moon and Libra. So that's going to change how you interact. And then looking at your Venus, Venus and Leo, yeah. you have a very sort of lion mm. vibe about you. And that's that gets picked up on. Oh. But... I think too, when people kind of look at astrology, it's sometimes the rising sign that pops out. You're like, oh, I kind of feel this about somebody. 
That's interesting. interesting. Rising sign. Now I'm a Capricorn, so I'm like a I'm a double Earth, you would say, right? Double Earth. So you're grounded and driven. Yeah. And actually, as you get older, you look younger. So oh. It's, it's like Benjamin Button. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'm going to look good when I'm 80. <laughs> you already look pretty amazing now, Andrea. <laughs> oh, thank you. I love you, friend. Uh, <laughs> so what what would you say the key element to understanding how astrology works? I mean, what, what are the most important aspects? So you say you just mentioned the three signs and and you also mentioned, you know, your Venus and all of that. But what would say what would you say is the most important part of it so that people can understand well it's not just really your sun sign or your rising or your moon. What, what's what's what what is that? I think depending on what you're looking for in terms of understanding. So if you're in a moment where you're really trying to figure out your career, you want to look at your midheaven mm. or your tenth house. Okay. That's going to help you position, you know, your decisions or even looking at for example your chiron which is your like your achilles heel the part of your chart that's very that, that's easily hurt you know that, that could maybe be uh triggered too easily by people's reactions so you know you don't want to be a ping pong ball so what is it about someone's words that is affecting you in your emotions and you look at your chiron like okay, i've got my chiron here these are the triggers so then how can i work with making those triggers less um you know, pronounced, pronounced, yeah. and just you know, it, if it's affecting you in a negative way, and also your North Node because that's very much to do with fate. So oh. North Node is what you're supposed to do in this lifetime. Right. South Node is what you transformed from in your last time, like in your last cycle. So those are really interesting. And then for women, and I love talking about this is the Black Lilith Moon, Ooh. which we talked about yeah. today, and it's your wild feminine side. So so part of you, it's like the the rock and roll girl it's the taboo the sexuality that a lot of women keep you know it's the dark side of our of our emotions and that's connected to you know back in the day so basically adam had this hot chick wild and she's you know whatever she was kind of the the wild child and then he went you know what this is too crazy i'm going to make my own woman like eve so basically it's our inner wild feminine okay so for women that's really important really yeah you know I was fascinated after we talked about Lilith, the black moon, and I looked it up, and I was a little freaked out. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was like, whoa. It's in Cancer. So I can't say that it was a really, it kind of was a little bit of a bummer. It was very heavy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, do you agree? It's a, well, you know, cancer is a cardinal sign. So, yeah. and you have a lot of cardinal, you've got cardinal air, cardinal earth. So it's just bringing that power into it. Mm. But it's a very, it's a beautiful feminine aspect. Can- cancer. Yeah. And, okay. Okay. That's good. Maybe I just read very negative sites. So I that's need to look. That's the thing too with yeah. astrology. I feel like, you know, there's so much out there. And if someone tells you something negative, really take it with a grain of salt because mm. Like everything, it's about transformation. Right. Something could be seemingly bad, but it actually can be flipped around really beautifully. It's like fertilizer. It makes beautiful roses. We wouldn't have roses without fertilizer. So we have to think more like that than just absolute black or white. Right, right. No, I mean, it's true. It's what interesting that you said about your north node. I, I'm curious about that, if maybe you can kind of go into Because, of course... There's Kobe Bryant is on my mind and like all these, I mean, so tragic, so sad. 
you know, I saw a lot of Instagram posts, of course, you know, just about his death. And, and it's been very, very, it's just on my mind. And then, of course, I saw some astrology, you know, posts as well, just about, you know, the timing of his death and where the planets were placed. And I mean, I hate to bring it up, but it just kind of popped into my mind. So is that something that one could see from, you know, I think a person's chart? I think you can definitely see some some things at the, to be cautioned. For example, when there's a Venus retrograde, right, you want to make sure that, I mean, on a really shallow note, like, don't change your hair, like, because you could have the worst haircut of all times, or Mars retrograde, it can affect the way that you are going to recover from, you know, a hospital mm. stay. So there are certain things that can, you know, tint the effects of your of your health. But I think to basically, you know, say that someone could pr predict something, I think that's a little scary. Right. You know? I agree. I and mean, you can also scary. interpret things, really. I mean, that happened, you know, even Nostradamus, some things he predicted were correct and mm. other things were completely off. So there's always room for free will, which is what's so amazing about being a human. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's so true. And thank you for saying that. It's it's so true. Um, in terms of, you know, I'm just, in terms of 2020, you know, here we are, it's a new year, it's a new decade. I mean, not to go into like every sign because that's just crazy and I'm, I wouldn't even ask you to do that. But, um, you know, what are the main transits do you think that people should look out for and really how best to deal with them both, both positively and negatively? So I think you, you probably read all the crazy stuff about Pluto and Saturn conjunct and all this. And yes, it's very intense, which is interesting because you know, geopolitically, we're getting a lot of, you know, Pluto energy is al almost about dragging things from the underworld, mm. secrets, things that have been concealed. Saturn is about structure. So it's like restructuring. And we also have, you know, the year of the Chinese rat. And we have obviously, you know, this kind of insane, uh, you know, flu going around. Oh my God. So there's a lot of things being brought up. And yes, it's, it's very cathartic. But again, if we can work with this energy, and clean ourselves and purify ourselves, we're going to have an amazing next 12-year cycle mm. or next 10 years because we're entering a really interesting time in history. But also Jupiter and Capricorn, which is all about working towards a dream that will actually be built. So not lofty, not pie in the sky, but really putting like balls to the wall, pedal to the metal. And that will happen because those that do the work will achieve it. So we're not going to get you know anything handed to us. But we have the tools, like everything, even when something happens, you know, we're like, oh, God, why is this going on? We got there because we we're supposed to experience that. So we're all in this together. Mm. And it's not going to be an easy year, but yeah. who wants an easy life? I mean, you know, being on Earth is not an easy place. Right. Whether it be in the Elysian fields. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yes. Mount Olympus. <laughs> it's so You're amazing. Wow, it's true. It's not easy being human. Um, but now I, I'm curious in terms of the this Capricorn. Now, how long does this transit last for then? This is going to last for, I have to actually recalculate it. But is it it's a in December. December. And I have to recalculate this, but it's going to be quite some time. It's quite some time. And Jupiter is, you know, when it's a an further, it's an outer planet. So mm -hmm. everything... You know, it's an expansive planet too. So not as not as far as Pluto. Pluto will take, you know, 
takes a while to sort of station takes a while to uh go back into motion all these planets whereas like for example a, a moon transit like we just had the eclipse right yes Which a lot of people was, were crazy during that time we felt that tremendously really hard Especially people with planets in cancer and capricorn was a lunar eclipse and yes a lot of things got brought up so the moon changes but um again this is an energy that it's sort of make us more in touch with the reality of things right but i like we have a retrograde coming up and everybody's like oh my god i'm feeling this and sure enough this week we're stationing to go retrograde you know which you know and then we go direct out of retrograde march 10th but you always have to give a few days right it's never it doesn't just stop it doesn't just you know there's always a little bit of a, a remnants but if we if we don't um we don't get too crazy with it. We can actually take some time to revisit things from the past because mm. retrograde gives the opportunity to, you know, go through your taxes, get things organized that, you know, you may be left on the side. It's an opportunity and it's an Aquarian retrograde. So it's all about ideas. So maybe there's an idea that you've been working on that's kind of almost a little bit uh, prophetic or, or interesting with Saron. Oh. Because that's in a very Aquarian energy. Like when Mercury is in Aquarius, it's a very high form of Mercury. You know, it's like Virgo. It's a very, it's, it's an important part of thinking. So work on those energies. Maybe don't send out a bunch of emails. To, you know, just check that. <laughs> check, check check those your, mails. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Especially because it's, you know, Aquarian energy is it's a disruptor. Yeah. It's uh, it, it puts you in another another orbit. It's almost right. like Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> it's like that that energy out out there. So exactly. So you know, that's that's what I'm trying to really bring when I have clients because it's otherwise people get freaked out and yes. why it's just crazy energy yes absolutely so I'm glad you brought the retrogrades up because that <laughs> was actually on my mind as well you know everyone's always freaking out about that but as of Virgo we Virgos and Gemini's don't we get affected by that mostly it's because it's yeah. Mercury we're ruled by Mercury yeah. okay yeah. I know a little bit about I also know that my Virgo is Pluto is in Virgo. Virgo is in Pluto, whatever. I know exactly what you're saying. So that's yeah. So it's very there's like there's a there's actually a purity to the way that you go into the underworld. Like there's a kind of a yeah, it's interesting the myth of Pluto Pluto because you know he takes Persephone into the underworld. It's very much it's uh and if you see kind of what's going on right now in the world, it's very much like the male energy and structures and women and it's and you're kind of like the pure you want the purity you're Uh you're digging you're excavating but you want the reality you want the earth you don't want anything but the truth right wow i love all this it's so fascinating (laughs) um it's really (laughs) i could talk all day and night about this all about me no just I'm kidding. So, um, I mean, in terms of your sun sign, I already asked that question. Are there any signs that you should avoid if you're a Virgo? Talking about me being a Virgo and everything, I'm just really curious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so (laughs) it really depends. If you're in a relationship with someone, right? Like, like business. Excuse me, business relationship. You want to look at your seventh house. You want to look at your, you know. Your moon, especially, for example, men to women, right? Mm -hmm. So a man's sun and his moon. So you want to look at the moon to your sun. And then with a woman, you want to look at your moon to her moon and Venus to Venus. But 
because Virgo is the sign of serving others and just you're the worker sign. Yeah. Right. I've got my rising in Virgo. That's all we want to do is serve, serve, serve. The issue is when you're with someone who's not reciprocating that energy. Yeah. And then it creates a drain. And then that actually Virgo has a sensitive stomach. So it could actually affect your solar plexus. You feel like there's just it's like the umbilical cord is just gone. Oh, I know. That's when you know you're not with the right person. And I think we all have that intuition. But sometimes, you know, you look at someone's resume, you're like, this looks good on paper, but energetically does not resonate. Yeah. So you want to look at that. But is there one sign? Oh, my God. It's so hard to say because it really depends on their Mars placement. Like where, you know, with their Venus, like are they actually worker bees or are they like Dolce Vita? Okay. So it's it's much more complex than that. So that's why going back to, we talked about this earlier with signs. Like when you look at your daily horoscope. Right. I think looking at your rising and your moon as a woman is very important. Okay. And for a man looking at the sun, is also and with Mars is actually really important. Interesting. In those, those combinations. Okay, because I was, th- yeah, we were talking about how everyone's obsessed with reading their daily horoscope or their monthly horoscope and just, it's just not, don't do it. It's just, you know what, you could be meditating for five minutes. Right. Do that. Just manifest with your <laughs> yeah, meditation. Exactly. <laughs> don't read your daily horoscope. Sorry. Um, I mean, in in some cultures, astrology is essential in deciding whether, you know, you marry a certain person or take a certain job or, I mean, do you have clients that are extremely, you know, strict with their charts and the readings? I mean, do they, do they kind of dictate, allow it to dictate their lives like very strict, in a strict way? Honestly, I've never come across that person. Oh, okay. Which is great because <laughs> I'm God. I'm the opposite. I'm like, listen, you're your own entity. Yes. Your, you know, that's, and you know, my colleague Pia with whom we've done retreats with and I just, I love her as a human. That's one of the things we would never want someone to feel like they're relying on one thing. Like to me, it's about empowering people. Yes. That's the most beautiful thing. It's a tool, but it's not the be all end all. I exactly. mean, there's, it's like you wouldn't just eat broccoli or you wouldn't just you just it's a it's a myriad of things and um i'm not into tarot myself i'm not familiar with it but i've heard a lot of people combine tarot and astrology and i find that interesting Mm. but it's again it's what suits you right but the work that i do is more progressed astrology it's looking at you know where the planets are now and how that's affecting the energy with the current aspects that are going on in the sky and then just basically being able to be like a jedi right Wow, so. you're you're phenomenal. Thank you. Wow, and you mentioned Pierre Pagano, who I love as well. Amazing. And the two of you are doing retreats, and you're doing amazing things together. So I can't wait to have you both on the show, amazing. so that we could do that. Would be really fun. So we're gonna do that in uh, in a couple of weeks, hopefully, because that'll be a treat. Um, but this has been. Fantastic. And thank you so much. Is there anything, I'm just thinking if there's anything, you know, what could people do to prepare? I'll just ask this. What could people do to prepare for the next Mercury retrograde? Just, I mean, because we did talk about how people freak out about it, but what can they do? Just chill out? How can they Honestly, you know, start looking at those ideas, concepts, even if they're a little wacky, start thinking about them, like Mm. things that you maybe have kept, you know, in your in your diaries or like morning pages or whatever. Look at those look at those ideas, because we're going to have a lot of collective consciousness, creative energy coming through with all this Aquarian energy. Yeah. 
So take the time to look at those ideas, but don't do anything with them until it's over, until the 15th of March. So really, these a lot of things are going to come up. So focus on that and don't start anything new. Kind of revisit things that are interesting and could be helpful for, you know, the future but it's almost like thinking like an Aquarian like you're ahead of the time but you're waiting for the right time mm, okay cool any last kind of points for me well <laughs> as you know so every day has a certain rulership right so yes like Monday lundi it's ruled by the moon yes so that's a, a Monday a cancer day that's you know people that are cancers that's a great day for them Tuesday today yes mardi Mars day so it's a day for Scorpio Aries it's got that energy your Ooh. day is tomorrow right yes Mercury mercredi mm. so it's a great day for Gemini and Virgo to just you basically can't do anything wrong shouldn't say that because then you get in trouble <laughs> and Thursday is Pisces and Sagittarius ah, Gretchen so, or engineer exactly Pisces. exactly it's Jupiter and Neptune it's lofty it's like that's why people like have so much fun when they go on, go on Thursdays because it's unexpected mm-hmm. Friday is Venus so it's Libra, it's Taurus, it's sexy. Ah. And then Saturday is Capricorn and Saturn. So it's kind of got that Saturnalia, like you never know what's going to happen on a Saturday night. could get dark. That'll be interesting. Ooh. And then Sunday is a Leo day. It's the sun. It's the energy. It's like actually it's the beginning of the week, really. Right. So like remember those power days, guys, because yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Thank you for that. So wait, how do people find you? Oh my gosh, you can find me on my Instagram, uh, Francesca, F-R-A-N-C-E-S-C-A-M-V. And um, you can also find me on my website, uh, Francesca, and then V-U-I-L-L-E-M-I-N.com. Great. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm around and I feel like if we're supposed to connect, we'll definitely connect. Yes, we'll <laughs> leave it all up to the cosmos and the exactly. stars. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This was so great. I just adore you and love you. Thank you so much for being on What Do You Believe? Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you, beautiful soul.